Welcome to the Know, Like, Trust podcast for real estate professionals. In this podcast, you'll discover what it takes to establish know, like, and trust, and connect with the right people for success in real estate. If you're a marketing strategist, real estate agent, or another professional in the real estate space, and you're interested in building a referral-based business, you're in the right place. Here are your hosts, Betty Russo and Christine George. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the expanded No Like Trust Pad podcast. And I say expanded because we are now, obviously, we are live casting our podcast, which is new for 2022. So welcome. This way you can join us live with our amazing guests, or you can listen later when we release the podcast next week. So yeah, welcome. Today's guest is a fan favorite. Deborah Trapin is with us. Deborah has been incredibly influential in the creation of our work here on the podcast, and we're so excited to have her on the show today. Welcome, Deborah. Um, good morning. It's fun to be here with you face to face as opposed to in the chat. <laughs> I know, I know. And we're so excited. Um, I do want to just acknowledge that every time I come out of a conversation with Deborah, I'm feeling fired up, which is exactly what she wants to happen with every person she comes in contact with. Um, I also come away with, you know, very specific pearls of wisdom that I can implement, whether it's in my business life or my personal life or my passion life, meaning my blog, um, <laughs> immediately. Thank you for clarifying that. I'm like, I haven't started that kind of counseling yet. <laughs> you, know, Although, maybe someday. you know, exactly. We, we might have to go there someday. Who knows? Um, so I don't know. I'm just, I'm just really pumped. This is your third time chatting with us. So number one, we totally appreciate your time. Um, we value your time and we want to make this, um, you know, a really good use of time for you and your listeners and our listeners. So, so welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Deborah. Uh, we love having you on. It's just priceless. So let's get into it. Deborah, you are really reinventing yourself this year. Uh, you've had so many things percolating for a while, and I want to talk about your newest projects. What do you have coming up? Um, let's start with guiding words before we really mm. get into that. Um, because, you know, as you know, last week, Christine and I spoke about our guiding words. Hers was purpose and mine was <laughs> old. What is yours for 2022? My word for 2022 is sovereignty. Uh, it's a big one. It's an 11 letter word. That is a big one. That has a lot of arms to it. It really <laughs> does. You know, and every year my word finds me in different ways. This year when I was putting the uh, form together, right? The, uh, I do this kind of little ebook every year. It's a little guide that I, I actually offered it to your community last week when you were mm -hmm. talking about this on the show and the, the beauty of the work that I do is that it, I'm teaching myself at the same time, right? Um, I am having moments with myself while I'm writing the content and this year I was listening to a past episode that Molly and I had done of Spill the Tea. And I heard myself say sovereignty like four times. I, I heard my own voice and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I looked at the word and I thought, oh, this is a delicious word. And so I looked up the meaning and you know, there's a, there's a few out there. There's some that are very related to, uh, to religion, right. To a higher purpose. And then there are others that are related to like cleaning your own self. Right. And, and so I, I went with the second version that's more like activating my sovereignty and reclaiming my power. Mm -hmm. And so that really happened while I was creating that guidebook. And as the two of you were talking about in your, your episode about it, the, one of the things that I teach people to do is create an acronym 
or an acrostic out of their word. And when I first started doing it, I was doing acronyms because I was like, I have all these words and I want them all. And so I would kind of like wordle, (laughs) you know, very popular these days, very, very popular these days. And so I'd have all these, and I would create a word from all of my words. Now I don't, I don't, I haven't done that for the last seven or eight years. I've done the acrostic, which is basically I lay my word out and I create a sentence that starts with each one of the letters. And uh, would you like me to share with you what my acrostic is? Yes. Yes. So uh, I'm just going to read it down. You can get the picture of what word or what letter it is. So sacred time to deepen my spiritual practice and daily rituals, organize the retreat and launch Moxie on fire, vibrate at a higher frequency every day, engage in activities that bring me joy reclaim my power and re-engage my magic, embrace my wild and guide others to do the same. I love that one. Intentionally carve out alone time to recharge, give and receive grace often, nurture my beloved relationships, focusing on my marriage, take time to create and collect beauty for my sacred spaces, and year-long activation and integration of my divinely sovereign feminine and masculine energies. I love that. Can I ask a question? Because you can ask as many as you'd like. All right. Um, so I read that last week. I think you you put it out in a couple of places. And uh, when you first talked about sovereignty, you talked about activating the 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 part you're specifically focused on are activating and reclaiming your power. You said that um, multiple times in different ways when you read off your acrostic. So yeah. the, the, the natural question that I have is that I'm curious about is, have you been feeling like you've lost that? And you need to reclaim it, regain it, focus on your relationships, your marriage, take time for yourself. Why? Yeah. So it's, I've always had personal like care practices, right? Like daily things that I do to take care of myself, taking walks. I take a bubble bath almost every single night, unless it's 120 degrees outside, then I don't do it. Um, But I, I, so I have these ways of, of connecting with myself during the day, but the last two years have well, they were not tough personally. I am healthy. My family's healthy. My, my, my dog is healthy. (laughs) You know, like my world, I'm blessed. So the last two years have been about everyone else. Mm -hmm. And my door has been open. My, My zoom, my zoom room has been open. I should say, my, my texts have been, you know, it's what, if you need me, I'm here really is how I have been the last two years. And so this year in 2022, I need to rein that back in. I, I cannot continue doing that. Now I, it didn't crush me. It didn't hurt me, but I could tell that, um, this, the two years of being home and serving in this other way was not going to be sustainable <laughs> going into 2022 and not like re re-engaging the previous life that I had that I will never go back to, by the way. However, certain things do start happening, you know, like travel conferences, things like that. Uh, and so the word was, this word is really to remind me like in order to serve others at this level that you really want to serve, you have to reclaim your power from Mm -hmm. all times and all places, because I've left it places with people who needed it. Yeah. Now it's time to call it home. I, I so love that you didn't allow yourself to get so burnt out and so crushed and, and, um, in such a way that you, it affected your mental health, emotional health. Um, in the yoga world, you know, a lot of the teachers that, that I've, you know, been, been, you know, had the, the opportunity to, to learn with, they say, you know, self-care is not selfish. 
It's, yeah. it's sacred. And yeah, so, right. And, and I mean, Betty, you, you, you have the same stuff. Like, you know, I think as women, we often are serving others so much that we don't engage in that self. Right. It's so easy to lose track of that. It's so easy to put ourselves on the bottom of the list. Mm. Uh, It really takes, you know, some real conscious effort to make sure that we take care of ourselves. Mm. Yeah. And I, and I, I believe ladies that again, the last two years we're, we survived a plague. (laughs) I mean, we did. I mean, and it's still going, by the way, (laughs) happening. And, you know, thankfully, you know, we have ways that we can protect ourselves, whether it's masks or vaccines or what staying home, staying away. Like we've learned from the black plague, you know, we don't share each other's swill. (laughs) So we've learned, (laughs) we've learned how to survive through a plague for the, you know, for the most part. And we've got science on our side for other things, but what I, what I recognized is that my normal self-care routines were not enough over the last two mm. years. And really, they probably weren't enough the few years before that either. I was just simply moving so fast that I didn't recognize it. Because really, at the end of 2019, I was having, my, my soul was crying out for, for slower time. It was crazy. 2019, I had 75 flights, ladies. I mean, wow. I, I traveled and too much. all too over much. the place. I was in Canada, the States. I was, I went to Spain. I spoke in Spain and, and I'm not complaining about yeah, it. I know. It was wonderful divine work and I was thrilled to do it. However, I was not shifting how I was caring for my body. Mm-hmm. how I was caring for my mental health. Cause I was getting snippy. That's where, where the caring for my beloved relationships. Those are the people that see that, see the sass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and my husband is, is that is the number one person that, that sees that and experiences that. And, and he is my rock. You know, he really, it has been so, so supportive over all of the changes that have happened inside of me. And I want to honor that back this in particular this year, really re-engage and and, yeah. Oh my God. I, I, that's beautiful. You know, Hmm. I love how I'm, I'm going back a little bit, but I love how you, not only have, you know, the acronyms, uh, you know, for like we did with our words last week, I love how you dig so much deeper with it. Um, yeah, just takes it to a whole new level. You know, ladies, the, the, one of the things that, you know, I feel like I'm probably getting close, I'm getting closer to my fifties. And so I feel like my first memoir is bubbling. Right. And Yeah. I feel like, I feel like it's writing itself in my head sometimes because I think about, I think about my path, my journey, the, the career, the, the decisions, you know, the, the, all of the things. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I get in that reflective mood, Mm -hmm. I, I am so I'm in awe of myself sometimes. Yeah. Like I cannot believe all of the things that I have done, that I've accomplished, that I've said yes to or no to. Like all of you know, I and I feel, you know, like I sit a little taller mm-hmm. when I think about mm-hmm. it, right? And mm-hmm. and that the these words, these these words that we choose, I I found over the years, I've been doing this for almost 20 years. And the last, like I said, the last seven doing the acrostic has helped me actually remember my word all year long. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Because that's the first 10 years of doing it. It was like, yay, bliss. And I would choose this (laughs) word and I would like print it out, put it in my wallet, you know, whatever, put it in my trio, (laughs) you know, but it would, that's it. It was kind of like going to a conference and taking wild pages of notes and then never looking at them again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but happens. now with something like th- this, this process, every single one of those words speaks to a values aligned goal 
for me. And it also is my guide for my playlist. So not only do I do the acrostic, but I also build a playlist that has all different songs that have all of the words that are in each of those sentences. So wild, marriage, um, carving out time, grace, vibrating at higher frequencies. Like there's all, all of the songs that are on the playlist remind me of my word. Mm, We are going to have to put this playlist in the show notes, by the way, which I will make a note to do. Yes. I have all sorts of them to get you. Sorry, Christine, we're going to have to also dig deeper. <laughs> yes. She's putting us to shame here. <laughs> yes. No, no, no shame. As she never no says, I'm just teasing. Yeah. Shake off the shame. Yes. But, um, but you are, but yes, that is, mm-hmm. you know, when Christine was, was sharing about the firing up, the, it's a, this is a great example. And Betty, when you say, when you say that, that flipping that shame into your fuel and saying, Ooh, like, I want to inspire you to go, that looks fun. Yeah. yeah. I want to do that. That's what fire up to me means now, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's lighting someone else's fire in this way. 10 years ago, when I started D11, it was very different. It was, you know, firing people up to use social media in a different yeah. way to, yeah. to create different experiences for people today. It's very different, but the, my purpose is still the same. It's the same as it was when I was six mm-hmm. on the playground with my girlfriends. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. I just awesome. do it differently now. Mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, you, you talked about, um, you know, sort of being almost 50 and, and I am officially over 50 and 51 and I'm on my way to 52 very quickly, which some days I just can't believe it because I always thought 52 was old or 51 yeah. or, you know, even 40. It's just now, a number. Well, yeah. when you're there, all of a sudden you realize, you know, I am still that whether it's your young, young girl or 25 year old or 30 year old, you're still that same human being inside. You're still that girl on the playground. Who's playing the mm-hmm. same. who has got the same purpose with, you know, with your girlfriends, like you were saying. And so I think, you know, and I've, I've read so many, you know, like I love Jane Fonda with her third act and, you know, you read so many women who are sort of in their third act and how they always say they're so much more wise at this point in their lives, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's, damn it. It's this, it's the truth, you know, like when I think about what I was, is what was important to me 15 years ago, 20 years ago, that's like at the surface, you know, like Mm -hmm, now, and I think I was always an old soul, always like a deep thinker. Sometimes I feel like I was born in the wrong generation or at the wrong time because I, I was always Mm. like different in that way. I felt like I didn't quite fit in yet. I was still young. And now I feel like, wow, that person can really come out because I mean, it's age appropriate. No, one's going to think it's different. And and part of my purpose is, damn it, that's interesting. What I'm going to do is make the experience for the people that I serve better by just being who I am and mm-hmm. sharing what I believe and what I value, you know, yeah. period. Amen. Amen. You know, you're, what you're explaining, um, it feels very similar to my story. I, I've always been the the leader of my group mm-hmm. right it, it was always I was always that girl right yep. and it was always uh, the sage at seven <laughs> <laughs> I mean really like my friends would come and ask me advice when I was wee right yeah. and and luckily for me I feel like I never looked at that as like I shouldn't do that. I always loved doing that. And I always surrounded myself with friends who were so much older than I was. So I, I feel like I, even at 20, when, when a friend of mine would say, Oh, I feel so old. I'd be like, don't say that around people who are 40. It's rude. Right. Like 
like I remember saying those words when I was 20, right? Like I was always keenly aware that, that older was not worse, that older was actually better and that we needed to support our sages from a very young age. And, and I can see, I can see that in some of the younger uh, women who are coming now sitting around my feet now that I'm almost 50. Right. I mean, I do feel young, right? Mm -hmm. I feel young at heart, but I feel like we always feel that way. I feel like our soul is, is, does not age. Yes. Right. And so, and so our, our bodies do, but now we look at all the technology we have. And so I plan on living another round, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm middle-aged and truly, and I think that there's so much power when we talk about that, especially amongst ourselves, because Gen X has really, we're so blessed to be this generation. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, We've seen so much and we've been able to, to really bridge so many different generations and understand even I may, might not understand my, my great niece and the music she listens to, but I feel like I've had access to so much more because of the technology that I've grown up with and that we've all grown up with that, that I have an acceptance that my parents and my grandparents and my great grandparents, they didn't have. That's right. And, and we can start teaching the younger generations now that this really does feel amazing. Mm -hmm. It really feels good. It feels yeah. good to get to the point in your life where you can claim your power yeah. and yes. activate your sovereignty. And you're like, watch out world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ex- exactly. And nobody's going to tell you any different because you've earned it. Yeah. 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 I, love I think our generation definitely built some really strong, powerful women for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, we, we know who we are. You know, we had role models, you know, whether we realized it or not. Like, I always feel like my mom and she's totally going to listen to this and she's going to call me later and, and get all <laughs> my mom, me, but, right? <laughs> um, but like, I look at my mom and she was the oldest of her generation and was not encouraged to go to college. So she was the first one to go to college and had to, had to, you know, really sell her parents on it. And then reinvented herself when she was 40 years old. And, you know, I just look at her as somebody who role modeled, you know, not taking no for an answer, um, you know, you know, doing, fulfilling your dream, whatever it might be, no matter the consequences, because she, you know, she, she defied her parents. And when she went back to school back in in her forties, like she didn't know how my dad was going to react to that we were my brother and I were both in college at the time like that was ballsy of her to do you know yeah Um, wait a minute wait a minute you have a strong Sicilian mom don't you my dad my dad (laughs) oh it's your dad my dad okay she's Italian too but she's not from the north side so and I don't think you know (laughs) you know those Sicilians yeah I know we we are fiery (laughs) that's for sure um but you know like I'm not even sure people really like we had great role models like that coming out of the sixties, you know, yeah. um, raising us in the seventies and in the eighties. And I think some of us did, I think, I think we had the first round of media that taught us like nine to five working girl. I mean, we, we had, a, we had movies like that, right. Where yeah. it was women were standing up for themselves. And I like to say, you know, they had the, the ovaries to do it. Right. I don't know if you've seen the Betty White quote that's flying around, but she's like, I don't know why everyone says like grow a pair of balls. Cause they're not really that strong. <laughs> like they're kind of, they're kind of sensitive and <laughs> Oh my you know? God. I have not seen that. That's hysterical. it's so funny though, but it's so true. I, uh, I was not at, seen that one. Now I'm going to see it everywhere. We'll have sure. to, yeah, you'll see it everywhere. Now we'll have to share it in the, in the, the comments over on Facebook, but, but this, this concept, I remember being in an awesome females a few years ago. And I said, you know, ovaries in our hands, like our ovaries are where our, our, our womanhood being a woman, our bodies are so powerful. We birth things, not, Mm -hmm. not only babies, 
but we speak life. We can speak death, but we, our bodies are so powerful that, that we, we started to see it a little bit in the media. And then, you know, the more women who are behind the scripting, the better. Yeah. Right. The more women who are, who are writing and we're, we're seeing that happen. Mm-hmm. So I think we're seeing it, it rise. We're, we are seeing a lot more feminine energies at the tables. We're seeing a lot more women who are at the tables who are about, ba- who, who were not balanced, mm-hmm. who were harnessing their masculine energy to get there. They're now going, Oh, okay. Well, I am going to wear what I want to wear. Yeah. I am going to wear, you know, say what I want to say. I'm going to bring my, my truest self to the table. And, and we're going to see that happen more and more and more for men too. I was just going to say, so men the same way. And, um, Betty and I talked to this amazing man named Larry Gray, Larry, who like was inspired by his mother growing up because she was a single mom and he is now in the business of helping women rise And I mean, I think of my own husband and my mother-in-law, thank God for her because she raised him, you know, and he like, he's now, I've got him reading Brene Brown. I have him like, he's, he's doing meditate. I don't, I don't, I shouldn't say I have, like, I think he's inspiring him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's like doing meditation. He's, you know, Mm. he's taking leadership classes where, you know, diversity and, and equal voices are important. He's very thoughtful when he hires people about, you know, bringing in a diverse group of people, which is very difficult. He's a software engineer. He wants to bring in women coders, you know? So like, I see that he, he cooks, he does at least as much as I do to help raise our son. Like that's so important as well. Yeah, absolutely. But let's get back to women. I know. Because this is going to lead, this is leading us uh, into this next topic I want to talk with Deborah about. And it's your newest project, Divine Sisterhood mm-hmm. Circles. Tell yes. us, tell us about that. Well, this is, this has been kind of brewing and bubbling for many years. And, and really I, when I launched it, I launched it a little differently than what it has become. And, and I'll explain. So I was trying to figure out a way to help my sisterhood, the, the women who are in my world and, and their women, right. In a way that I was honoring my time and honoring my worth and also able to impact and, and help up, help more people. And so the sisterhood circles really started out as a way to do my version of group coaching, right? Where I was bringing women together and we would go through kind of my, my steps, right? The, the core values, which we've talked about on a past episode, um, helping them really understand what what fills their soul so that they're, they're taking time to have soul sessions, helping them define and uncover their purpose, right? Like I walk around going, I fire people up. I know it, right? That is my purpose. And I look for ways to plug it in. And I want other women to feel that way, right? Uh, for so many reasons, but most, uh, most importantly, that they feel comfortable in their skin, mm-hmm. that they can stop feeling like they're in competition with uh, every other woman. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I built this, this content and I put this, this program out there and then it was, Hey, come by yourself or Hey, bring your bestie or let, let me, I'll come to your group. And the, I'll come to your group was fire. That that's what my community said they wanted. They don't want to do this work with strangers. They want to do it in a group of their own sisterhood. And so I think the fifth one Fifth one just signed up. Uh, that doesn't start, I don't think, until end of March, because <laughs> because now, of course, there there people are interested in it. A sisterhood circles going through it, and they're like, "Oh my, you know, my sisters at, at church want to do this, or my my preschool group wants to do it." Um, so basically, it's it's six sessions total, and I come into your circle. Right. So these are the women that you have been doing book clubs with over the last couple of years, virtually the, the ones who you have Friday glass of wine with to wind down, or it's your pack, right? It's your squad. It's your, it's, it's that truest sisterhood. And 
I'll tell you at the very, uh, at the end of the very first session, one of the women said, I had no idea that my friend had this core, like it was a core value session. And she, it was, the value was adventure. And she didn't, she didn't see her friend that value adventure because her, she'd only known her friend as a mom. Hmm. And, and our adventures when we're moms, especially young moms are like building forts in the (laughs) living room, Mm -hmm. you know, telling stories and, you know, slaying dragons and, and there it's not, you know, going backpacking through Europe. And, and it was, was such a beautiful thing to see these two women connect on the level, a, a conversation that they'd never had before. And they've, they messaged me yesterday that they are actually planning a trip together. Just the two of them, just the two of them, because they both have this shared value that they didn't know they had. And they were both so excited to actually have a, have a partner to do that with. Right. And, and so it's, this is for the women who, who really do have a group of friends. You might've known each other since high school. You might've only known each other for a few, a few years, but it's the group of women that you have that, that kinship with. And you, you're like, these are my, these are my people. And Mm -hmm. I really want to go deeper with these people. I want to get to know them as I'm getting to know myself. And, and it's going to create, I'm sure ripples that I haven't even imagined yet. Right. There's, there's going to be accountability with, gentleness and grace from one another, right? Where they're going to see each other and be able to reflect back. Well, I remember you said this, <laughs> right? Where I, I would never be in their circles to help them with that. So it's, it's turning out to be a beautiful, a beautiful program, much different than I imagined it would go. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that these women said, this is what we want out of it. It's, it's around the, like the lean startup way, right? You just put it out there and you let your, your customers tell you what it is that they want yes. and then you just remold it. Right. Yep. And so that's where we're at is, you know, if, if that, if someone out there is listening and you've got a group that's been doing book clubs and you're like, we need something more, this mm-hmm. is your something more. How do they sign up, Deborah? So you go to divine sisterhood circles.com. It'll take you to the landing page and there's a connect with Deborah button. So just click that and send me a note and we'll, we'll connect, find out if, if it is a right fit, because it's a, it is an investment, right? It's an investment in time. It's an investment in money. It's an investment in relationship. And I want to make sure that it, it, it doesn't turn into book club slash drinking wine. <laughs> it's it fine to could. do that. It's fine. It's that yes. has a time and place, but this is definitely much more than that. Definitely goes much deeper than that. I love that. Yeah. So um a lot of your newer work, Divine Sisterhoods included, the Sisterhood Circles included, is really based in spirituality. You know, when yeah. you when you go to your website and you learn about what you're doing, um, a lot of it is based in spirituality. Talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, I, I've always had a very strong faith. I was raised in the Lutheran religion and the Lutheran religion never fit me perfectly. Like I was that third grader asking questions, like (laughs) you can just imagine. I, I'm sorry, Miss Han, uh, you know, sorry, not sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's this, this concept where I've always been curious about spirituality. I've always been curious about my creator. And I, I do believe that part of my calling is helping the divine feminine rise again right? We've been in such a patriarchal society for so long. We've had so many wars and so much death and destruction because of this seeking of the the masculine energy version of power, power Mm -hmm. over, not power with. Mm -hmm. And, And over the last decade of walking in power with others, right? Empowering others. That is what I do in D11. I've seen the shift in so many people. And a big part of that is 
that it there, I believe in something bigger than me, right? That I know that I am in connection with many, many other people, many, uh, with all of us. I mean, we are, we are connected to, we belong to each other. Mm-hmm. And we've created these houses that are separate from each other. And we drive one person in these huge cars and everything. We're so siloed that, that I feel like this shift into sharing more of my spiritual walk has actually encouraged other people to be brave and step into and talk about theirs. Cause this is, I'm not the only person who feels this way. I'm not the only person who feels the disconnection in the, you know, a technologically connected world, these conversations aren't, um, they're not new. It's simply because I have such a beautiful community around me that continues to grow. It's, I feel like it's my responsibility to say, like, let's dig deeper Mm -hmm. as a collective, right? Let's dig deeper as a collective and have the time where we're asking the questions and we're deconstructing and unlearning the things that we learned when we were little children, because that's our parents knew what they knew and they did the best they could with what they knew then, but research and findings. I mean, they've been uncovering scripture from, I mean, I can't, I can't even wrap my mind around the things that have been hidden for so many decades from, from me personally. Right. And not intentionally by my parents, but because I wasn't looking. Yeah. I wasn't looking and I was, um, misled by misled humans. Right. Mm -hmm. And so part of the grace on grace this year, that G and sovereignty is, is giving grace to those people who may have led me astray or who may have told me to be small and dim my light and not ask the questions and not use my voice, but to say, "Mm, let, let me show you where that voice comes from and how I fill up, how I fill my soul tank, what my soul sessions look like. And, um, that's it. It's scary at first to say, okay, here's what I do on a full moon. Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, I mean, I'm sure my ancestors were burned at the stake for, (laughs) for lighting candles on a full moon. You know, I mean, if we, if we, I mean, really it's like the practices that I, that I have and that I continue to enhance are, are practices that a, a lot of generations have been told are, are not good, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Honoring the feminine in me and wearing these, wearing my gowns and, and sitting and meditating and, and soaking in the energy that God created. Yeah. For the purpose of filling me back up Mm -hmm. the colors that he put on this planet, the, 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 um, the way that, that mother God did so much inside nature to fill me up, but I didn't hear about her. I only Mm -hmm. heard about the he in the books. Right. And now I'm reconnecting with the, she, because there really isn't, God doesn't have a gender to me, but Mm -hmm. I only heard he, he, he as a kid. So now I'm like, she, she, she. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Reconnecting, bringing her back to me Um, again, like my power, right. She's, she's finding her home again. Yes. And, and that, and what's, what's beautiful ladies is seeing how that's shifted inside my purpose, but hasn't changed it at all. Right. And, and we all have the opportunity to do that. And so the, even just the words, right. Shifting out of the hustle society to the ditching, the senseless hustle and seeing people light up when they hear those words. Ooh, I want to ditch the senseless hustle too. I'm like, right. Don't you? Yeah. Don't we all? Yeah. 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 And, and how many of us were really happy when COVID allowed us to do a little bit of that, you know, in in the beginning, um, your purpose, your, um, you know, you said part of the reason that your, your, your calling is to, um, you know, bring this feminine piece lifted up you know, you said you've had this since you were a little kid, you know, why do you think this is your calling? Why do you think this is, this work is so important for you personally? 
Oh, well, I, I feel in my bones when I look back over my life, I can see the patterns. I can see the, I can hear the conversations. I can hear the words that I was speaking over people as a small child thinking, wow, that was really good advice. I, that, that wasn't me. Right. So that was God working through me, helping that, you know, helping Susanna to feel confident to get on the swing and swing a little higher and then jump off because she could do it right like this, this ability to to see and, and to feel when people need me and then to actually act on it. Right. Because I believe we all have sacred contracts with other people and it whether sometimes it's it could be a person who is on the side of the road with a sign and asking for money or something and we we can drive by a million times that corner and it's a different person every time and wow that one person calls to us and we hand money out the window right that we're fulfilling a sacred contract right there like we are the person that's meant to help them get to where they need to get, to get on the bus, to get to a friend, to get to the rehab, to get to the, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we have to listen to that voice, but we've been told, don't listen to that voice. Yeah. Don't listen to her. Yeah. Like if you help them, something bad will happen or, yeah. and, and so I've learned to simply just quiet my own mind, even how I do goals as different ladies. I don't sit down and write five-year plans anymore. I just, I don't do it. The word is my goals. Those being truly connected to who I am. And I wake up every morning of God, what do you got for me? Yeah. Like, who are you bringing my way? Like who, who is coming my way and, and how do I want to show up in that situation? And what do I need to be able to show up in that way? I'm feeling a little cranky today. Probably need a little bit more meditation. Yeah. (laughs) Right. You know, and I have those conversations before I even pick up a phone, before I turn on my lights, you know, I look out the window, I look at the trees and I just have these conversations and, and I am more successful, like worldly successful than I have ever been without doing all of those, again, very masculine energy tactics, goals, strive, hustle. I, I, that just, that wasn't my flow. I tried it. Yeah, I did it. Yeah. It didn't work for me. Yeah. This works for me and it's, and, and it doesn't work for everyone, right? There are still a whole lot of people who love the hustle. Yeah. Who are still there. They, they might come to my side. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Uh, all I know is I, if, when I speak my truth and I shine a light on others who are doing their work, their soul work, that it encourages at least one other person every time I do it. Yeah. And so well, any opportunity to do that, yeah, I'm, I'm like, yes, that's a yes. Yeah. That's well, and yes. you know, it's really about, it, it's about attracting. It, it's kind of what we do on this show, which is, you know, teach people how to attract the people that want to work with them. Um, Cause mm-hmm. if you sort of weed out everybody else, then you're really living your purpose, you know, then you're really living oh. your calling. Yes. Um, Amen. Well, and I, I, I've, I think it was you, Betty, and I can't remember who your guest was, but you were talking about, you know, not serving every single client that comes your way, right? You get to a point, especially in real estate where you're like, you just know, like, this is not, this is not going to be my client. You're not going to work. So this Mm -hmm. is something, I mean, it could be like, they play your, like your least favorite song on loop every time you're on the phone with that. Like it could be something simple, right? There's just something missing. There's something missing in that connection. Yes. And I have found that the more, the more open I am with my energy, the more open I am with my truth, uh, the, the more I am attracting the, the truest versions of people who are, I'm meant to serve. Mm-hmm. Right. And so at first it feels scary at first, mm-hmm. but once you start doing it and you start to see, wow, that really, that made an impact. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm yes. going to say that again. Like yeah. I'm going to share a little bit more and I don't share everything. <laughs> I do still have things that are very sacred to me that, that I, at this point I'm not sharing, 
And yet there, it feels to some people like, oh my gosh, she has nothing private, right? Because I share so much more than they do. And, and so that's, that's the beauty of this, right? You just have to trust yourself, trust yourself. This is something I should share. Um, I've also learned that if I'm typing out something and it, and like it blips and it goes away, I'm like, I'm not retyping that. Interesting. I'm not typing that. I'm trusting that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trusting the energy, energy blip. Yeah. Like maybe I was doing it for like self-serving, right? Like maybe yeah. I was really actually saying that because somebody had done that to me yeah. and we, you know, so I, I do find that the words, the work that I do is, is work I need to do. And I'm simply saying, come along with me if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've learned to pay attention to those signs. <laughs> that's you know, for that's, sure. It's exactly how I feel about this podcast with Betty. It's, it's exactly how I feel about my blog. Um, which is, you know, cause people did say to me in the beginning, I can't believe you're sharing that stuff. And I had my mom mm. say, I didn't know that about you. I can't believe you put that out there. And I didn't know that on the blog, you. Christine, <clears throat> my blog. Well, yeah. Some mm-hmm. of the things, you know, like um, when I had breast cancer, people were like, I can't believe you're sharing that. That's so personal. And interesting. Um, yes. And I felt like, and I was nervous in the beginning, right? I just like, I was like scared, but then I was like, you know what? <clears throat> Two things are happening. One, when I put it out there, then it comes, if there's any pain involved in it, right. Then it's out of me. Yes. Um, and and also, if there's just one iota that can help somebody else who maybe doesn't want to share it and is feeling the same thing and might mm. feel ashamed because they're feeling that way, then man, it was all worth it. Absolutely. Um, right? You're helping someone else while you're helping yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to get it out some way. I mean, the format that you use the blog, I mean, that's just your way of doing it. You can't hold that inside. That's not healthy. That's not good for you. And you just choose to, you know, share it with the masses. Why not? If that (laughs) works for you and that feels good to you, that's what you should do. Yeah. So true. Well, have you read Untethered Soul? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a book that I highly recommend. Um, Molly and I talked about it a, a, a bit on the show last year, but there's, there's, uh, <clears throat> he talks about this concept of, of like pain pockets in our lives. <clears throat> and what that's what you're ex- ex- explaining basically is that we can either have an experience and hold on to that pain mm-hmm. and then have that part of us that's basically like dying. Yeah because we haven't, we haven't forgiven ourselves or forgiven someone else or, or whatever it is that we need to do. We've kept that pain pocket. And when we keep too many of those, that's when we become raw and, Mm -hmm. and, and bitter. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and it's so interesting that he, there's also this part where he talks about, you know, when we are open, when we allow ourselves to have this open energy, our interactions with others change. And and it is, it's, Mm-hmm. it was a life-changing read for me. And I had read it, I don't know, 15 years ago. And I got nothing from it back then. Interesting. I was just like, oh, this is an interesting book. Like, oh, okay, great. Like, I just, I wasn't ready for it. Right. Versus, I was just going to say that you weren't ready. Now you're I ready. Wasn't ready for it now. And, and I think about the, the ability that, um, of, of the open energy and how so often people are like, I don't know how you have such great energy. You're, you're always so positive. Like I hear these things all the time. It's mm-hmm. like, well, I mean, it, it is a choice. Mm-hmm. It, it actually is, is a choice. I know it sounds it so, oh my God, really? Here we go again. Like it's a choice, but for it me, it is. It is. For mm-hmm. me, it is. hundred percent. It's not always an easy choice. I think that's, that's right. the part that people think when you say it's a choice <laughs> that that means like you're trying to dumb it down. Like, oh, it's so easy. Like just, oh, it doesn't turn on like a light switch. Absolutely not. (laughs) No, no. And I had to learn the difference between happy and joy, right? I had to learn the difference between that because my whole life it was like, oh, be happy and smile. Yeah. I was like, that that didn't fit. Like happy is is this emotion that that required something for me to be Mm -hmm. it, right? Like I was happy when I was at Disneyland. Right. 
versus being able to choose joy. Like you can choose joy, even in the sadness. Um, mm-hmm. There is a, a great quote that was shared in a, a class that I was in the other day. And it was like, change is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, th- I think that words, as you ladies know, I love words. I love to write. I love to read. I love to just, ex- just soak in words. And I, I believe that's part of how it is maybe easier for me now that I've built the habit of, of choosing joy of choosing to be positive because I've surrounded myself with those words yes. and, and the people and the right people. who, who fill me up, who don't suck my energy, like an energy vampire Yeah, or my vision, a vision vampire, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm. Um, before we start to wrap up, cause we should start to wrap up. I wanted, I just want to know who inspires you? Mm. You know, that list is ever changing. Um, I would say Jesus inspires me. I know that sounds like a very strange answer for a lot of people, but I I've actually learned more about Jesus in the last four years than I learned in the first 44 of my life, like actually getting to know his ways Mm-hmm. And how he led people and how he like Jesus loved to nap. Mm. I find that's <laughs> I did not know that. I never knew that. <laughs> <laughs> if you read the uh, like the scriptures that weren't included by the Nicene Council in the actual the Bible, if you read the other scriptures, like there is there's lots of conversation around napping. I knew I liked that guy. I swear. Right. I mean, it's just (laughs) like so, so the the teachings, like I love the way he discipled. And so I'm inspired by that. I always go back to that, that how he walked the planet and and how he was truly probably the first feminist I ever learned about, but he was never called that when I was a kid. Uh, but how he interacted with Mary Magdalene is as beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, the there are some writers that I've absolutely fallen in love with who inspire me every time I read their books. Uh, Megan Watterson is one. Elizabeth Lesser is another. Mm-hmm. Carolyn Mess is another. Uh, a a lot of women who have inspired me to look at the words I use. Right. Uh, I I don't say slay the day anymore. I used to say that a lot. And I realized that's, it's pretty bloody, but that's but, funny. I just used that in a post the other day. <laughs> it's it, well, because it, it's become like it's powerful. It has become this term, right? It, it is a powerful term, but Elizabeth Lesser write, wrote about it in, um, what was the name of that book? Uh, Cassandra Speaks. Yeah. Such a great book where she talks about how like the hundred books that all college students read um, almost all of them are written by men and all of the analogies are war battle analogies. Mm-hmm. And in, even in the business books today. And so I was like, you know, it, slay the day is fun to say <laughs> and it rhymes, right? It's fun. However, I realized, Hmm, how can I shift my words to mm-hmm. include more feminine energy mm-hmm. and in the same thing, right? Like I, I, that's my calling. And so she inspired me to look at how I speak. Yeah. Uh, Got it. And then my sisterhood, right? The two of you, you ladies inspire me. I love your conversations. Molly, of course, my collaborator at heart and Sarah, who is my, my just, uh, if there's people who are here, a part of the, the real estate industry, and you are not in the woman up community and you want to, or want to support women who are in leadership, it, this community that Sarah and I have built is so beautiful. Really and, are. and so I, I, well, well, that list will probably be different next year. Yeah. That's, that's how I feel this year. This, those beautiful writers and, and Jesus. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Hmm. Wow. So Deborah, what else do you have coming up this year before we wrap up? I, I heard you say something like uh, memoirs before that has <laughs> me curious. <laughs> Anything else that we should know about? Well, I'm, I'm not writing the memoir yet. That may be something, maybe I'd take a, a, a journey when I turn 50 and start writing it. I feel like that, that feels good. Uh, you know, one thing that I did start this year, uh, 
that is different than the last couple of years. So for the last few years, I've done uh, weekly affirmations, which people can still get, but mm-hmm. my Moxie affirmations were sent on a weekly basis on Mondays. This year, I decided I to do something a little different. I know Christine is a huge supporter of that. Always sharing my Maxi affirmations. Uh, this year, I decided to do something a little different and help people take a reflection journey with me throughout the year. And so instead of giving them the words to say, I'm sending them questions to ask themselves so that they're actually choosing the words to support themselves this year. So that's, that's a really fun flip. Uh, anyone can sign up for that. Um, it's debertrapin.com slash empowering you 22. We'll drop the links in all the places for that, Uh, but that's really fun. And that's, that's just a one, one to three or four or five questions (laughs) each week, whatever, whatever I feel moved. Yeah. Depending (laughs) on the day, depending on the, on the topic. And it's about empowering yourself. It's about empowering your community, um, you know, really empowering others, because I feel like I'm a, a mother of mothers, a leader of leaders. And so the people who, who, who come to me to, to fill their cup are their ripple creators. And so I want to also encourage them to like, ask your people this, mm-hmm. find out what they think, mm-hmm. you know, starting conversations that are deeper than, you know, when did you buy your first house? Like understanding when they bought their first house is important. Uh, in some ways, but understanding how they empower themselves is a very different level mm-hmm. of conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sure is. Um, yep. And certain things are sticking around. Spill the tea with Molly on, on Tuesdays at six o'clock. We still do that. Woman up, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going strong. Um, Moxie on fire. You know, the supply chain has been kind of a pain in the tushy with everything happening with with the pandemic. So I'd love to say that that's, uh, that will launch this year. That is on the vision board. Um, one thing that did shift that I'll tell you about is, so one of the things that, um, I do on a daily basis is I kind of, I pull a card from Megan Watterson's book, a a divine feminine. There's a a different, you learn about a different woman every day kind of Mm. thing. And there are women from like all walks of life from different religions and different countries, but I fell in love with how I engaged with this book. And so instead of writing Moxie on fire affirmations as a book, I'm doing them as cards. And so I'll tell you, that's one of the most beautiful things from the pandemic, right? Is I I could sit with this project a little bit longer and, and think, how do I really want to use this? How, how am I using what I have and how can I encourage my community to do something different? And so I am very excited about that. About oh, the, I love that. I think that. that's yeah. really exciting. I yes. love it. And yeah. it feels, that feels like the right thing because you can kind of take that card all around with you yes. for the day, right? Yes. And use it as your mm-hmm. bookmark and then, and then go to the next totally. uh, week. So Deborah, finish this sentence. No like trust is... No like trust is soul work. I like that. Mm. I love how everyone that we ask that of has such a different interpretation. I love that. It's that's great. Soul work. Perfect. Uh, One last piece of advice for our listeners, our community. Mm. Be gentle on yourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel that so many people right now are so hard on themselves. Projects that didn't get done. Their mind is a bit foggy, whether it's from COVID, having COVID or trying to avoid COVID or going into or out of menopause. <laughs> so many people in my circle are dealing with foggy brains and just be gentle on yourself. You know, we, we expect a lot of ourselves in, in this time and place, and you don't have to be productive every second. Take a nap like Jesus, (laughs) (laughs) take a bath in the middle of the day, reset your body, you know, be gentle, be gentle. And of course, give yourself grace on grace on grace. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Mm. Love you, ladies. I love you too. Love you too. Thank you. Deborah, thank you so much for joining us again, 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 three times. Anytime you ask, you know, I'll say yes. 
We are blessed. Thank you. Um, for everyone who is watching, thank you so much for joining us today. If you're watching later, please share your thoughts and your comments with us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we will be once again um, turning this into a podcast, which will be released next week on Thursday. And, you know, we hope you'll take a listen there too. follow us subscribe to our channel, all of the above. Um, we love, we love what we do and we're thankful, um, for you mm. until next week. Bye everyone. Bye. And don't keep them a secret. Share it with a friend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, we'd love it if you subscribe and leave a review. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, please reach out to Christine or Betty on social media for consideration. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Please join us next time for another insightful conversation on incorporating know, like, and trust into your business.